Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, Michael, your topic, profit first. Thanks, Dallas. It's funny, we're coming up to 10 years in business this yeah. November. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember way back when we first started reading a book called Profit First by Michael Michaelwitz. <laughs> I hope I've pronounced that right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, it was a great book to read at the start. Yeah, and and uh, I just went back and read reread that book uh, just recently, and uh, thought, geez, this would be great on the podcast because it can be adapted to a household to level. a household level. Yep, and it's stuff that we talk about all the time. So um, the premise of the book is that the old way, and it's written for businesses. This book, Profit First, um, the old way of thinking is that uh, the revenue of a business minus the expenses equals the profit. Yeah. Um, however, there is a problem with that and that expenses always creep in. Yeah. So you see, as a business grows, yep. its revenue starts at zero dollars. Yep. And it gets to uh, yeah. yeah, it gets to a hundred dollars and it gets to ten thousand yeah. and then it gets to a hundred thousand. Yep. Um, all along the way yep. what you find under this traditional old way of thinking is that the revenue and the expenses grow hand in hand yeah. so that the business ends up turning over a million dollars or they have a revenue of a million dollars. Yeah. Um, expenses creep in so that they have, say, $950,000 of expenses. Um, so they only have $50,000 profit. So yeah. Yeah, revenue, the old way of thinking, revenue, $1 million yeah. of income in, minus expenses, hey, that's crept up to $950,000 equals profit of only $50,000 in this case. So and, and that's, and you, you know, you, you see it, as you say, you can see that in business all the time and we can, you can feel the, the allure of that uh, month to month in your business where money hits the bank account and it's, and it's sort of sitting there until so you go, well, what are my expenses for the month? You don't go, what should I actually spend? And you don't normally break it down every month and go, this what you actually do is you go, well, there's money in the bank account, so we can do whatever we want to do. If we want to buy this thing or we want to spend this money on this service or, or this product or whatever, you just, you can just go and do it. So the, the, the incentive is you always, it's easy to just go, well, there's money there, let's just go and spend it. And that's what you're saying is that's where those expenses creep up is that if your revenue every month goes up and up and up and you're used to just looking at, is there money in the bank account? Yes. Okay. Well, then we can spend it. You, you're always going to have that they're, they're climbing in lockstep with each other you're, you're right there Dallas like, and there's always another business that's there to offer you a service or there's oh, always yeah, another yeah, business that's yeah. there to offer you some software yeah. or, or, or something <laughs> like that so so I mean there's always things you could spend your money on just like time yeah. as well like, yeah. so you could spend every single person listening here could yeah. spend yeah. Um, 24 hours a day 7 days a week at work and they would always have something to do yes yeah. however yeah. if they focus that yeah. into 
seven or eight hours a day, well, then then yeah, you know, you will find that the cream rises to well, the top, uh, uh, the cream rises to the top. So in terms of yeah, the most important work gets done first, and that's absolutely it. it, it is like you say that it, it's sort of comical when you think of it with uh, with time because it's it is a good analogy where you go if you if you have 24 hours to work, if we didn't have to sleep and we didn't have, if we were just machines that worked all day, mm. like you say, we would find 24 hours worth of work You'd every, find every day and it would yeah. just be a matter of, in the same way that every every human being seems like on earth works, has a 40 hour work week. You can't mm. tell me that everyone has the same amount of work to do every week as each other and as the week before. It's it's sort of a bizarre way that we, that we think about it. It's funny, it's funny you should raise that too because it's just, I've just thought of a story, I think I've used this on the podcast before but um, mm. uh, my wife, Says he's uh, is a bit of a you'd say on the on the hoarding side <laughs> of things, and I'm on the minimalist side yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. And um, one day I was looking for I don't know something I can't even remember what it was. I was looking for something, and I opened every single drawer in the house. Yeah. And there was stuff so damn every, every every single drawer. drawer yeah. That as I opened it, yeah, it something was, flew out yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember feeling this level of stress and anxiety, yeah, and I yeah. said to Susie, yeah. I'm going to grab a bag and throw all this stuff out. What are you talking about? We need all of this stuff, she yeah. says. We need yeah. all of this stuff. I said, what are the odds? <laughs> that of all what are the odds of all the container space that we have? We bought a house with exactly the, <laughs> the, amount, of storage the space. amount of storage space that we yeah. needed to contain all of our stuff. Yeah. Um, of course, it's not true. If we yeah. had a half the storage space, yeah. we'd have yeah. half the stuff. Yeah. If we had three times the storage space, we'd yeah. have three times the stuff. And, so. and that's exactly like you're saying. That's exactly what happens in a business and, and exactly what happens at a household level is that whatever the amount of, amount of money is that hits the tin every fortnight, what yeah. a surprise. That's yeah. the amount of that's money that we need to live on. That's, that's what our expenses are. We're so businesses do it and households do it. Yeah. So um, look in the book Profit First by Michael Michael Woods. Um, he says the new way of thinking is to flip that around. So instead of revenue minus expenses equals profit, yeah. um, revenue minus profit equals expenses. So basically what he advocates, and and we've done this yeah. from day one with our business, um, is, is to actually treat your profit like it's an expense mm. and to park that money away, um, first of all, uh, so that you have a predefined profit percentage or profit dollar amount. So yeah. what I'm talking about there is that um, revenue of a million dollars, this business is different from the other business that was earning the same revenue of a million dollars. And it said, we we want to make a profit of $300,000. So we're going we're gonna to park $300,000 of profit to the side out of our revenue of a million dollars. Um, and what that leaves left over is $700,000 of expenses to run the business. So you start with a different frame of mind there yeah. because you then know that you've got to fit in single expense under that predefined level of yeah. expenses. And, and what you're basically doing is taking that, that concept where you just said, what a surprise, whatever that amount is that you, that you decide is left yeah. over after that profit, yeah. magically your, your business will, the expenses will, will shave down to meet that target because that's just the amount of money that's left over. That's and it, and it's works. interesting. I mean, you and I do this every single year. So we, yep. look, we look at mm. uh, what we spent our money on last year from a business point of view. We look yep. at what we can cull. Yeah. We cull it. Uh, we look at what we what we can reduce. We reduce it. We look at do we really need this thing or not. Yep. So, um, uh, like, a, a, a good example is that 
I recently came across a new piece of whiz-bang software yeah. that we can use for the business called uh, Quilla. Yeah. And um, what I looked at from that, we'd just done this. Yeah, we'd exercise. just done this uh, exercise where we'd been through yeah. what we spent our money on last year and looked at what we we're going to spend our money on this year. Mm. And I thought, I really want this piece of software. Um, what we need to do is fit it under yeah. under the cap, though. Yeah. So I actually dialed down some yeah. other software yeah. that, we, that we weren't using all the bells and whistles of that. Yeah. Um, to be able to I bought this new in. software, and even in that discussion with the sales rep there, yeah. uh, he said, yeah, there's the business model and there's the enterprise model, and the enterprise model's yeah, yeah. You know, that bit more expensive and it's got these other functionalities. I said, look, um, thanks for offering us that. We cannot do that. Yeah, I it said, doesn't, doesn't got fit. It's got to fit under this, yeah. under this dollar figure. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's just no two ways about it. So if we're under the other model... Uh, of thinking, the old yeah. way of thinking. You would have gone, is there money in the bank account? Is there money in the bank account? Yes. Yeah, there is. Okay, great. We'll, so we can we'll use go it. with that. Yeah. No, and I think this is a, it's a, it's funny that you say old way of thinking and new way of thinking with this, what this bloke said, because there's a, um, uh, we see a, a, a great book about personal finance that a lot of people have probably heard of, The Richest Man in Babylon. And so it's, mm. it's, it's, you know, it's an ancient concept, this thing of pay yourself first. Mm. And that's, whether it's at a business level or household level, it is really the only way to do it is to, and and we'll talk separately completely about all the sticks and how to make that actually happen. But it's really a mindset that you have to get first, which is to pay pay yourself first. You 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 are you are a, a you know you are an expense. Your your profit or your savings or whatever you think about it is that has to come first, and everything else has to come off the back of that. And however you make that fit within there, that's that's how it works. But the minute that you start to think, well, there's this money coming in, there's this money going out, and if there's any money left over, then then that's our profit. You, you're you're going to run in trouble because it's just never going to happen like that. Yeah. It, it will magically line up that the money in equals the money out every single time unless you change your mindset so that it is, it is as you say, this way of thinking of revenue, money in first, profit comes out first, and then yeah. whatever's left over is the expenses. Look, mindset's a, a great term that you just used because... Yeah. Um, my mindset now is that I'm not I'm not thinking of the enterprise plan for Quilla yeah. and dreaming of that. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, right. I, I'm, yeah. Like like once yeah, I decide that, we yeah. decided we got to make this fit under that yeah. under that cap. Yeah, um, you do that and you move on and you never think about it again. Yeah. Now um, the household level is no different. Yeah. So if you decide, okay, well, well we're we're spending way too much money on um, entertainment and clothing, yeah. for example. So you halve that, like you, you slash it yeah. in half. Yeah. Um, you're not sitting there every single day thinking oh, yeah. I've got no money to spend on this stuff, and yeah. you you just frame your mind differently. That's right. And I've actually had feedback from people that said we used to be out all weekend, every weekend, and um, what we've done now is we've said for two weekends out of the month we're just going to stay at home, and yeah. and and they actually go that was the best weekend we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. like we, we just stayed at home. Yeah, uh, we got pizza in for dinner. Yeah, the kids watched. You know, yeah. Netflix, we watch yeah. Netflix, we, did, we went for a walk, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And they spent a fraction of what they usually spend yep. on that weekend. So and it's, it's just a frame of mind and the, and the mindset that you, you mentioned is, is a great term for that. And I think that's, as, as, the, as the advisor in that situation, it's a much better dynamic of having that conversation with people. So, and, and you know, we'll talk more about this in the logistics of it, but my least... I hate talking about budgeting. I just find it, I just find it so boring because what you end up having is 
you're having an, a debate with someone about what their needs are. Yeah. And you go, I don't, I don't care. It's not my place to tell you what. What you, yeah. Where, where I much prefer to come in as the, as the, the third party is to say, like you just said, here's your money in every month or every fortnight or whatever. Mm. Here's, here's the amount of money that I'm going to take away from you to yeah. put into super or that you need to save and pay off your mortgage or whatever we decide to do with that. But that's coming off the top. With the yeah. rest of that money, I don't care. I don't yeah. care what you do with it. I don't care. And that's exactly that attitude from the, from the household level as, as compared to the business level is that the profit, well, that's that savings portion, that comes first. You, your rest of your expenses can fight it out. You'll then, on a household level, you'll then work out, you know, do I value having, is it Ostar or Foxtel or whatever the pay-per-view TV is? Yeah, there, there, there is Ostar and there's Foxtel and there's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, but, but there, if I said to someone, you shouldn't have pay TV, and then I've got mates of mine who, who love watching horse racing, and so that's their, that, that's yeah. what they want to spend their money on every month. It's not my place to say, you, know, you shouldn't spend it on this or you shouldn't spend it on this. And that's exactly like you said with the, the business level, where when you, you see a new piece of software, you see this new thing come in and you go, well, I could, I could pay for that every month and this is what it would allow me to do. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have an argument about, is it good, is it not good? You're not having a debate with the salesman about how much it should cost. No. All you do is you go, I've got this much money for software. Yeah. If this thing comes in, something else must go. Mm. And then it becomes a very simple, easy sort of thought process because you just go, well, the, the profit's already allocated. It's not, it's, not gonna, it's not allowed to chew into that. It's not no. an option of this money that's here where does it fit in and it's and like you say we then you then can make that decision without without consulting anyone else in the business because you go it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what yeah what piece of software we're actually using as long as it fits under that cap that's right so to the household level uh because that was the business level so the household level is is exactly the same it just works slightly differently Mm -hmm. um and we're going to talk about the logistics of this in part two of this profit first um podcast but conceptually first you have a couple let's say they're earning $180,000 yep. together um, so how this how this system works is that they decide they're going to put $30,000 into superannuation each year yep. and um, what they have then is they have uh, the remaining money yep. to fight out <coughs> over the to, to, yep. to to, uh, their expenses can fight amongst the remaining money. So um, forget about tax for a minute. Let's treat that as another expense. So $180,000 for the couple. Yeah. They put $30,000 into superannuation. They then have $150,000 a year to to um, to meet all of their other expenditures. Yeah. It's profit first because they've yeah. effectively said yeah. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna bring out $30,000 profit out of this yeah. out of this enterprise. Yeah. Um, and they put it into their superannuation fund. Uh, they then they then go through and make all of their expenses, including their income tax yeah. in this case, fit under that hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah. of remaining money. Hey, uh, they get back a bit over ten thousand dollars in tax because they can contribute that thirty thousand dollars as a as a um, con- concessional contribution or tax deductible contribution yeah. based on the level of income that they have and the employer contributions that w- they would have there. So that's a help. Yeah. Um, but they basically just then go through and yeah. make all their expenses fit underneath that amount. And that's, yeah, the, the actual, I, I find the household level is actually even easier than the business level. Because, well, yeah. a couple of reasons is that you know what your, your income is probably more stable and more reliable. 
So you know, if you're a nurse or a school teacher or, or something like that, your income is fairly reliable. Mm. Um, and also, you you don't normally have. It seems like you do have expenses that pop up out of nowhere, but they're normally the same amount every year. So you yeah. kind of. So that's sort of one part of why it's easy. But I think the second part of that, to me, is that you actually know what your target is. And this is where, like, we've just used thirty thousand dollars as an arbitrary figure there, but. In reality, what we normally do as part of our initial process with, with our new clients is to say, this is the target of, this is where you said you want to end up in 10 years time. Yeah. What's the dollar amount that we need to, that we need to change? You know, if you, if you've got a half million dollars in super and you're on track for a million and you need $1.5 million to have the retirement mm. that you want, what do we need to do every year to, what do we need to save every year to get yeah. you there? And then that's exactly the point is, if it's $30,000, you just go, that has to come off the top. I don't yeah. care then what, what happens with the rest of it and I don't care what you spend it on or how those things fight it out or whether you yeah. go and work more to, you know, if you want to spend other money or do something like that. But that 30000 is non-negotiable. And that's yeah. it. And it's easy, for the, it's easy from the perspective of your income and expenses are probably a bit more, uh, a bit more static than, than a business. But also, there's a there's a target in mind, and we've talked about this heaps. That yeah. If you if you know in the next five to ten years this is what we're shooting towards, every time you're doing that, you know that it's in service of that end point that you wanted to get to, and it has to happen every month. Otherwise, it's just you're not going to get where you need it to be. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and and look for those people, for those same people, if that was thrust upon them, mm. as in. Uh, the economy was suffering a downturn and their employers said... Yeah, if there was some, if there was some global on. pandemic where people could have 30%... <laughs> if there was a theoretical global <laughs> pandemic where their employers said, you, listen, you guys have to take a pay cut by yeah. $30,000 a year, yeah. um, the framing of their mind would yeah. be, and that's, okay, we've just got to cull some expenses yeah. and within a relatively short period of time, they wouldn't notice the difference in their lifestyle. No. So this is just thrusting that upon yourself. Yeah. The good news is that it's for the complete benefit. Yeah, of yeah, it's for your future. Uh, in, 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 well, well, this, uh, as you do this, so this is a, it's interesting that you say about the mindset is probably the right word because it's a it is a hard thing to get your head around. Where from I think from a for some people this just makes intuitive sense. Like from from a very young age, I'd never had any problem with saving for the future because to me that was just. If you do this now, that's where that ends up in the future. But mm. for some people, it's not something that they've given a lot of thought to. It's not something that makes intuitive sense. So you really have to break that down and go, this is for your benefit in the future. You have to make yeah. it very concrete as to saying, and we've talked about this in many other podcasts about when you can make it very concrete as this is the benefit of where you will end up in 10 years' time. This is what your retirement will look like compared to if you don't do that. Yeah. Usually people go, oh, well, why didn't you tell me that before? Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. of course, we'll save the thirty thousand dollars a year, or we'll, we'll find it, or we'll do whatever it takes to make that happen. But if you just do it as a, and the amount of times that I've heard people say this to, and you've had, you've had this even more so than me, of people that I've met and spoke to, and, and this is what I do, and they say, oh, I'll have to come and see you when I've when I've got some money, or when I can save some money, I'll come and yeah. see you then. And you just go, it's just never going to happen. That's not their their mindset is that. Well, there's money that comes in and money disappears and there's never anything left, but one day magically it will, it will, there will be money left over and yeah. then I'll go and talk to Dallas and he'll make all my wildest dreams yeah. come true. And unfortunately it's just not how it happens at yeah. all. No, no, not, not at all. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll wrap up yep. in just a minute and then we'll, we'll go to part two, which is the logistics, logistics of how to do this. But, um, if you're new to the podcast, uh, a couple of podcasts, 
that you may be interested in checking out as well. Uh, there's one called Claiming Your $10,000 Tax Deduction. So that talks, uh, yep. I mentioned before, that the yep. couple contribute $30,000 per year. And they get $10,000 back in tax return. So that's a good one to listen to. Yep. Uh, in addition to that, there's adding half a million dollars to your superannuation balance or retirement savings balance. I can't remember yep. exactly the, the title of that. Um, you'll see that as well. And, and that yeah. sort of walks you through. Uh, how you can do that over yeah. the last two and, years. And probably another, and one just recent one was the $100 a week into $100,000. Again, talking about making that very concrete, that's a good yeah. podcast to listen to about why we're doing what we're doing and mm-hmm. that mindset shift of it's something that you that you want to do, not something that, that yeah. sort of happens to you. So um, if you, and just a reminder, if anyone has any questions for the podcast, we've had a, just had another a listener question come through that we've got to do a bit of, bit of research on before we can record that episode, yeah. but we'll, uh, we'll be getting that out in the next couple of weeks. But uh, if you have any questions or anything that you'd, any theories that you'd like us to discuss, <laughs> feel free to, to email that through. Yeah. That's at podcast at mo50.com.au. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.